Welcome to Oak Rights In The Frame, episode 14. This is the podcast where we try and answer all of your questions regarding self-build, custom build, and anything to do with designing and building your dream oak-framed home. Today, my guest is Ali of Ali Hearn Studios Interior Design. Whether it's a huge multi-million pound project or a much tighter budget, all homes can be beautiful. Everything is so individual, isn't it, Tim? You know, everything is personal. A home is so intensely personal. You know, the journey that we go on with our clients is immensely personal. I walked in, I was blown away. It was a lovely home. The desires that a client has are limitless. So Ali, welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. Good morning. So Ali and I met each other uh, while Ali was working on a beautiful oak-framed house that we've built in the southwest. And I, I think it was Ali's first uh, oak-frame project. Am I correct in saying You are it? correct. Yes, so, it was. And um, I think you had great fun, didn't you? Oh, it was amazing. I, I loved it. It was one of my fa- favourite projects to date. And the, and the outcome is beautiful. It was, And your frame is stunning. Great stuff. So... What we were thinking was really that uh, I'm a carpenter, so we focus really on the the design of the actual house, the structure of the house, how the house goes together. But then there is so much, and I always say that really the oak frame can be made or broken by the fit out of the house. And that is something which really moves on a stage, so that is down to good design ideas regarding the interior design and, and personal taste. And then sometimes we go back to an oak frame, which I think, well, you know, it, it may look okay. It'll, it, it was a, a, a reasonable design. And you get there and you're absolutely blown away. It looks wonderful. And really, it yes, the frame looks great, but it's the interior design that works around. So what I was thinking, Ali, would you better describe how, is that, how does that process work? Mm, I totally agree with you. And, and, I, and this is something that comes up time and time again, Tim, is that the structure is there. The beauty in the wood sings for itself because that's obviously the backdrop for the whole design. But you can genuinely crucify a beautiful <laughs> design by putting the wrong furniture in, the wrong colours on the wall. There are just so many factors to an overall finish. Yes. Giving you that warmth and the desired homely effect that you want. And I can imagine sort of thinking, I'm thinking now about the whole process of how people's thoughts, because I would imagine that really you need to be thinking of the interior design very early on in the process. But what we have is a situation where, dare I say, in this country, you start off with the dream of building your new dream home. You've got to find a plot. So that that's the first uh, stressful part, it's finding a, a nice building plot. Then you have the challenge of gaining planning. And, and that can take yeah, six months, if you're really lucky. 12 months, 18 months, two years. Sometimes it can go on for a long, long time. Very stressful. And your focus is all on gaining the planning permission. So then you've gained that permission. And then it's about the build. You've got the design. And really, while you should be thinking almost about the end product shouldn't you i would imagine and you know so what would you say when when do you get involved when is the best time for you to become involved in a project i am so glad that you brought this subject up because this is the key point never too early no never ever too early because everybody's dream you see in a magazine or on instagram or in a tv series pinterest pinterest You see the dream, you decide that that's what you want. But as you rightly say, you're focusing on on, uh, the boring stuff, the legalities, the purchasing, the money side. And ultimately, when you get to the end, either money has run out because you haven't allocated for the sofas, the cushions, the fire, the, you know, all the bits that actually people see. Um... And I've seen it time and time again. So the answer is never too early to bring the designer in. Because as you rightly pointed out, the end goal is where you're getting to. The process to get there, you need the designer from the beginning. Because if I wanted to put that mirror there, ultimately, 
but you've put a socket in the middle of it or a control panel in the middle of it. I can't put that mirror there. And the client wants that mirror there. And, and that's a minor detail. You know, it could be the, that, that you want a double front door, but actually when we, because the framework was done and the design didn't involve a, a double front door at that point, there are just there are just so many parts in the process. And, and earlier you mentioned, say that well, that um, about you you haven't got enough budget or whatever for the 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 interior elements. And but actually, it is the the it is the fit out, and it? it is the sofas and the the carpet, the rugs, the floorboards, and uh, all those elements are what you actually live with, aren't they? Absolutely. So if you haven't got enough there, to, or you haven't thought about it, and you get it wrong, and I know from home, um, and my wife isn't here now, so I can safely say this, but uh, <laughs> bought this beautiful big L-shaped sofa. It was massive. We thought it was the bee's knees. It was completely wrong. It didn't fit? Well, it did fit, but what it did, because it was a corner, a great big huge corner, so I mean, it must have been about, I think it was about 12, 14 feet long, and it came round the corner, it cut off the room. You, so you, where we used to walk between the sofas, you couldn't walk between. You had to walk around it. So we spent our life walking around this sofa to sort of get into the sitting room. Didn't work. And after about two years, thought, well, that was a mistake. So this is a really good point as well. And this is the other reason that we get involved really, really early is space planning. Because it's key. You know, where the stud walls go, where, how, as you rightly say, how you want to use a room. So, for example, your L-shaped sofa room, is that a TV room or it, is it... It is, the, it is the TV room, yes. Yeah. So you need to think about what purpose each room is going to have for your life. Therefore, if the purpose in that room is to sit and watch TV and you are six foot, six foot two, so you need a, a deep sofa, you want to put your feet up on a sofa, so it needs to be a big piece of furniture. So you need to make sure there are no pinch points such that you can fit this deep sofa in order for you to sit comfortably to watch TV. And I always remember back to that sofa. It was low. It had a low back on it. It had long, and I found you couldn't, really, or I couldn't really sit on it, but I could lie on it, and I, I was asleep. So every, so I dreaded, get, I'd be asleep in five minutes. So I'd sit down, I'm asleep. Do you see it? Enjoy the programme? No, I missed the programme. I, I was asleep. And that came back, and we've changed now, I will say, and I'm much better. But that's that was sort of learning through mistakes, and I think where with interior design about how you because a lot of us think that we know what we want don't we and and but I have no experience really I'm not an interior designer I'm a carpenter and sometimes that money invested in somebody who fully understands and can try and extract from you the customer what your desires are and also what your likes are and help mold those into a style you can help make that all work and actually because that L-shaped sofa, dare I say, cost a fortune. Yes, it would have done. It, and it's now been moved into a into a, a, an Airbnb cottage. So people there think it's absolutely wonderful. But uh, but we made a mistake. And by working with an interior designer like yourself, I would think that you can help, in a way, save a lot of money and gain um, immediately a home that works. Absolutely. I mean, the very, very first thing that we do really in the process, once we've decided what the client wants, is we will sit down and talk about their lifestyle. And, so, and, yeah, so just how does the process start? You know, you say as early as, but how does the process start? You know, how does it work through? Mm. Well, the, the short answer is every project is different. But essentially... If we are in the sweet spot, which is to start as early as we possibly can, and I mean before the first spade goes in, yep. you know, from our, with the architects and the client is where we ideally like to sit before the first foundations go in. Because then we've got the opportunity from the architect's point of view, the client's point of view and the designer's point of view, we've got the chance to change anything before it's too late. Because we all know doing things in retrospect from going to the dentist through to, you know, building a house. Anything in retrospect is harder than doing something from the get-go. Yes. Like the prevention's better than cure. Yes, absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, so what we tend to say is the design process is we meet with the client and ideally the architect, and together we work out ultimately what their Pinterest goal is. Yes. 
how they want it to look, how they want it to feel, what sort of layout they need for their life. You know, do they have horses, dogs, loads of kids, no yeah. kids? Are they neat? Are they messy? I mean, seriously, because yes. do they need loads of storage? You know, clients will say, oh, I love an island. I want to put the sink in the island. And I'll say, are you messy? And they go, well, yeah, we're really messy. Well, don't put the sink in the island then. Because then you're going to have your La Crusade pots and your saucepans on the island when your friends arrive for a drink. Whereas if you're not messy and you're neat and, you know, then, yeah, put, 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 put it on the island and, and put your hob on the perimeter. There's all sorts of aspects which so going back to the design processes that's the beginning get to know the clients uh then we meet with the architect hopefully get the architect's plans do the space planning so the architect's done the structure yes and we're gonna fill it i suppose really it's a, and that's an interesting one because quite often we find we are working, we we meet with the customer early on. Obviously, we're going through a design process. We have a desire of what the, we'd like the house to be. The customer has a, uh, a dream. And then our dreams are constrained by the planning situation. Of course. And then sometimes we, we're, we're pulled back a little bit. And I suppose then you're having to work in a slightly compromised situation where you're, you have your customer with a dream yeah. and a desire and you have what we can gain from planning quite often we're very successful and managed to get everything or, or in a way very close to what the customer is looking for which is great and and then and then so you're working with that then aren't you to try and bring to fruition the way the family would like to live yeah we, we absolutely are but I think again in that instance when there is an issue with planning and you have to shoehorn and compromise there's always a solution with design yes we say in our business uh, particularly when I'm working closely with the builders as I, as I do every day, there's always a solution. It might not be exactly uh, what you want in terms of budget for the solution, but there's always a solution. Yeah. And I genuinely feel whether it's a huge multi-million pound project or a much tighter budget, all homes can be beautiful. Every single room can be beautiful. In Out in Morzine, we're doing tiny little mazos, which are just six by six, square yeah. and they are just as beautiful as the huge enormous okay dimensions that we're dealing with elsewhere and with the oak frame mm. um with working you're, you're we're here in the um, oak right show home now and you've worked on a beautiful oak framed house it looks absolutely amazing and i i, I think i visited the other day and walking in normally we see our houses mostly you know i see them at the structural side I do get to see some of the houses when they're finished, but we're so busy that I don't. I get to see the structural bit that when all the frames going up and the building works are part of the building work. Some go, and then I try and get back, and very rarely get back to as many houses as I would like to when they're complete. And to walk into that home, it looked amazing. And were there any thoughts that you would have that you have found relating to an oak frame as opposed to other houses, or things that you might need to take into consideration? Well, cert certainly, it's a very different process than a normal box of a room yes you know because we're not talking about four pl five plastered walls don't forget the fifth the fifth wall which is the ceiling yes um so we're not talking about a, a normal structure um because obviously you have that immense and wonderful flexibility with an oak frame you know you can put a stud wall there or you or you don't have to no um and that that was the most wonderful thing i learned about it is are we going to partition this room from that one or are we going to keep it open plan yeah it's just a stud wall you do whatever you like it's so versatile so in you can terms work of with design. the oak frame and that's how what we found here is we try to design it so that with the base system of the oak frame you can yeah. either let's just say you've got three children you could have walls partitioned mm. you could have a glazed wall with say a crittle style wall there to give a partition or you can have it you know if it's only two of you or if the children are older you can have it more open plan Absolutely. And actually going back to that rep retrospective comment we made earlier, actually that rule doesn't apply in a positive way in that retrospectively you can pop a partition in for very little money yes. retrospectively as your family grows, changes, yes. evolves. And 
I suppose we, we all know that uh, interior design moves on and stars. And I, I remember when we when we started building oak frames, every oak frame would have had a, a, an oiled effect on the inside. Well, right back when we started, you would have what we call the adzed effect. So we'd be we'd use sort of curved blades on a plane to run across and give this adzed, sort of yoldy worldy adzed effect. That was the way we did it back in the day, 20 odd years ago. Um, now, you would never dream of doing that. It was just, I can't imagine. I, we haven't had a request for that for years so and years. So what sort of finish is that? Is it it's, more it's like a cross-sawn? It's like a scalloped effect, yes. It's how uh, historically you know, we're using an ad with a slightly curved blade to level the beams out. So it was trying to give that historical look to a frame, which was very much um, in vogue when we started. But now it is much more of a cleaner look, plain finish. And also the oiled effect would be the dark royal. Right. On the, and nobody asked for a dark royal on their, on their frame now. Really, even this, which is built, was built about 14 years ago, we wouldn't even have this depth of colour on a frame now. We'd go for a lighter colour. They want it more silvered. So yes, it is very much the that natural, just do not put any colour whatsoever. Leave it natural. Absolutely. And that seems to work well. Because presumably it will, does it lighten and silver in time or does it darken naturally? Internally, the colour of the frame will remain you know, as is. But outside where the sunlight yeah. gets onto the frame it will go with silvery gray yes. and it is the sunlight that makes it go with silvery yes. gray yes internally it will stay the color it may tone down ever so slightly yeah. but it will stay as is so have you noticed that through the years the styles have changed or what would you say really is the theme of of, of now 2022 what would be the the principal things that people are looking for in their homes now as opposed to what they might have been looking for 10 years ago in terms of a finish in terms of the furnishings and the, yes, and the, the finish. general style and finish yes yeah well uh, i mean i think definitely things have, have evolved funny enough years ago i hated black anything black in a home i would think why do they have it yes whereas the world of crittle Yes. Has really entered our lives. Yes. Um, the world's gone crittletastic. Um, you either, I think you either love it or hate it because I know uh, the older generation will remember crittle and say, windy windows, you know, wasn't double insulated, no, no double glazing. No. We got rid of our crittle. Whereas actually it's come right back in terms of architecturally, it's very aesthetically pleasing. I personally think it's beautiful with oak. I love it inside for a partition on the wall internally. It's a glazed partition between rooms so you can sort of see through one room into the next, but the but the, the crystal effect there, just you know that, there's a, that there is actually a partition there or something that stops you walking into it. Yes. But um, it, it looks great. And, and for windows, actually, the great thing is now you can get the double glazing, and, they, and there are systems now even with a thermal break in them. So, because what you used to get was it, it would all sort of condensate up, and uh, and so now you don't get that really yes, so much anymore. And you can get you know the the FR the, the fire eggs yes. um, versions. So for you know if you have fire egg doors yes. that you need internally, you can get those, and it still it looks. But I think going back to your question, I think my point about the crittle is that mixing textures is key and i think that has really come into its own now with mixing metal with oak yes and so you're kind of mixing things like um you know the, the rope mirror you've got there for example not just putting timber on timber on timber on timber you know mixing timber with metal and with rattan and with sisal and just more natural finishes um, as opposed to just oak and pine and other other birch and mixing timbers. And we've always had this sort of sort of coined this phrase for the design of the houses. We 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 say country contemporary because I yeah. think mostly when you're building a sort of an oak framed house, more often than not, it's going to be in a village out in the yeah. country. And uh, I think people have that. If you're if you're drawn towards oak framing, it's a very tactile, natural material, and I think it sort of lends itself to that sort of natural, sort of a more open plan, slightly more modern feel. But that also going back to that natural feel of a countryside, organic feel. I think it works well with a, a an oak frame. And I don't know. Do you find that? With design now, generally, or what is the what is the way for sort of country style properties? Do you find what is the? 
the, the feeling yes of the... it's that sort of that country chic isn't it is yes. that it's that sort of um rustic chic yes i mean personally i find that the demographic of clients that come to our business generally well i would say actually are 100 percent country-based they're yes. rural or they're in the french alps you know we haven't had any clients thus far in the 10 years that are in the city no um mainly because as you rightly say you need a plot yes to you know so you're not normally going to be out in the countryside you're not going to sit in mid-terrace are you with a a note frame so so in that so therefore inevitably the style generally would migrate to that country feel but certainly particularly the younger clients that are coming in don't necessarily want country cottage country chic they want a bit of an edge and they would be the clients that would be really welcoming and embracing the crittle. Perhaps you look from the outside and it looks very traditional and it looks like a country oak frame building. But actually, when you open the doors, we have got these more contemporary elements. Lovely. Bringing in perhaps some cross-sawn black yeah. timber kitchens, which is very trendy now. Okay. Um, bringing in brass, I mean, and other metals, which I love doing. I think we talked earlier, actually, before we were filming about um, wine wine rooms I've done. Yes. And we bring in not only a, a beautiful sort of walnut um, wine unit, but then we bring in like a, a brass worktop. But that then works with the oak frame backdrop. It's just stunning, bringing all those different elements together. So that... You know, yes, the country feel for sure, but you can definitely achieve a contemporary feel within a country setting. Good. Um, and if we, I suppose, really for um, people who are thinking of interior, what are the principal points? What would you say? Are there are there set points or a number of set points? How would you how would you number out the points to think of in the process? What would you say are the points in the the, the 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 path through to a good design well i think it's so as we touched on earlier the end goal is where you're going so almost point one is the end think point of the end one goal. what is your end goal so we'll meet the clients find out what their life's like find out what they need look at their end goal i always say to the client it's a bit stereotypical i know but i generally say to the woman um <laughs> what's your hero give me your hero shot yes why are we here you know, why have you chosen an oak frame, for example, or why have you asked an interior designer to help you? What do you want to achieve? And then the path is to get to that point. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we, we look we look at the, the, the building, what they want, the space planning. Then, of course, comes the budget. <laughs> yeah. um, the budget generally we'll have discussed on engagement of the process because obviously... We work to a minimum spend with clients, etc. But the journey from there is to ultimately get to that end goal. Um, once I know what the client wants to achieve, then the process should be easy because we will then put together the precedents, um, so the concepts, and then they will look at the concepts and say, yeah, that's what I love. That's what I want my house to be like. And so then the process goes from there. So I suppose, yes, interesting. Um and then on the rooms, where do you find most focus goes? Which rooms do, the, which rooms do you find get most focus? Kitchen. It, kitchen, without doubt, is it? Without doubt. Yes. Always, so kitchen, master bedroom. Some clients are fixated on their kids' rooms, but most it would be kitchen 100%. Everybody wants a kitchen that's sociable, an island or two. Yes. Um... They always, always, always want sitting area in the kitchen, non-negotiably. They always want a TV in the kitchen. Okay. But the other thing that's become big now, and particularly in the countryside, of course, for our country living, um, whether it's contemporary or not, is boot room, utility room, yes. laundry room, pantry. Okay. Pantries are becoming big. Yes. They've been big for years. But, you know, we used to have pantries and cold rooms back in the... Yeah. You know, for as for as as long as we can remember, can't we? You yes. know, and so now that suite of rooms, you know, so you so, come in the back door to the boot room. Yes. Then your laundry room is separate. Yes. And then your pantry is a walk-in area of beauty where everything can be hidden away yeah. and accessible. Um, 
so yeah you know that 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 suite of useful rooms because let's face it we all live in our kitchens and that's interesting. Social spaces. What you're describing, we find, is is where the focus goes in the architectural design of the house, and the pantry is becoming, or has been for the last few years now. Notice that people are thinking, and it's great to have a pantry. Yeah. And um, and it's it's interesting. I live in a uh, a farmhouse which has an oak frame internally. It's a stone on the outside. My wife is a farmer, so we have to live on the farm. Um, and but we do have the boot room, the laundry room, the the what was we call it, the larder, the larder, and, and then yes. the kitchen. But it's a bomb site. I, it does need it needs some interior design, believe me. Um, but 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 that is the layout of how, and that is going back probably to a building that was built three hundred years ago, and uh, and it's all but it's all there as it would have been. And funny how we come full circle back to what works. Hundred percent, I completely agree. We have. Um, I mean, you know, we look at places like you know manor houses, yes. and the manor houses always had the boot room, the cold room the larder as you say yes. and they you know the larder for example was like a cold room wasn't it where you yes. keep your ham and your meat cold yes. not in a fridge it's on the on the side well, we wouldn't have had a fridge i don't suppose then would have been hung up salted or whatever wouldn't uh, exactly it? Yeah. Yeah. exactly and we are going back to that now and i think you know with kids and with with our life it's becoming a little less formal you know really Give or take with my client demographic, gone are the days where he's coming home in a suit every evening. No. You know, actually, the kids have got wellies at the back door. There's there's dog walking. There's a lot of... There's homeworking as well. There's ma- offices is another actually good point. I forgot about that. Offices are becoming huge home and office. garden offices. Yes. Because if we're all working from home, as large a home as we may have, some of our clients, they don't want to be in it with the kids in the background when they're on Zoom call no. to their clients. So built outbuildings in the garden have become enormous. I can see, yes. We, and we have a side of the business that builds garden rooms, garages, garages with rooms over, which can totally. be a study, totally. uh, an Airbnb, uh, a workspace seem to be very, very good. Totally perfect. Us too. We're yes. getting an enormous amount of that, that kind of... Um, inquiry yeah um and it's it's funny though isn't it how that that working from home how different people i love being with people Mm, i love going to work so to be if you if i'm at home i feel oh i just want to get to the get to the office go and see everybody see the workshops go go visit but i can understand if you're a designer or when you have to sit down and actually get something done some written work to be at home working at home fantastic yes if it's quiet and also i think you know you you can create a space that's so personal to you because the work the working environment has to inspire what you do doesn't it yes. i mean if you are an, a, law, a lawyer or an accountant you need a quiet space if you are a designer like me like yourself you need an inspiring space um and so for example my studio is um a shed it's actually a cabin yes. at the end of my garden. Ironically, I'm working on cabins in, you know, there in you France. Go, yes. um, and, and I find it incredibly inspiring my space because I fill it with all the things that inspire me and, you know, beautiful rolling hills outside. And, and likewise, I think um, to create your own space is, is key. And if you've got a spare bedroom in your home that you're making an office, it doesn't quite cut it as well. No. But actually, sorry, to pick up on a point that you made earlier, Tim, about you were saying your home, as beautiful as it is, is messy. Oh, yes. uh, Because of country life. This is another key thing. Um, I'm glad you picked up on this because I feel quite obsessed with this with clients, is that nothing needs to be messy if you can design from the beginning and have a strategy for your lifestyle and give it storage. Yes. With storage, if there's a place for everything, yes, it can go away and it's easy to maintain. But if you haven't planned it and designed it that way for your lifestyle, that's when it gets messy. Well, that's that's an interesting point because I think you're going back to you mentioned of a kitchen being the focal point, and we have a kitchen that was installed in 1976, pine. Um, yes, it's got my. My wife's late mother's um, hair clip still in the in the hinges, <laughs> holding it together. It has it has come time to change, but I find it's, there is so much choice. And I look around, there is so much choice. I look for inspiration, and I go round and round in circles. And I, 
I've got you know, one room really to think about. And I think for customers, when they're thinking about the whole house, there's so much to take on. And I can't make my mind up. My wife and I sit there looking at kitchens, looking at kitchens. We've been to all the local kitchen designers, and I feel sorry for them because you go, you look, you yes, I like that, I like that, but we just can't make our mind up. So it's very frustrating. But uh, Absolutely. And actually, that is a really great point, and that's what all my clients pretty much say when they arrive when they when we meet is we know what we want but we are absolutely lost in space because there are just too many choices and there are these days for us aren't there you know you all the social media and all the interior in platforms we're we're mind boggled with you go to pinterest don't you oh crikey oh it's just it's a rabbit hole of uh you disappear don't you (laughs) you you do you do and so what we do is as a as a an assistance for that process is to actually nut down going back to what we said, what they ultimately have seen and want and how to get there and keep them on focus. So we will set precedence all the way through and say, look, when we get to, to choose um, everything from your 13 amp sockets through to your door handles, through to the taps in the bathroom, what is our end goal? What is our precedent? We've said, for example, we want it all to be black crittle and brass no chrome, um, keep with the theme that we're ultimately going for. And once you can actually define that theme, all the decisions throughout the process are then easy because they're done for you. The rule book is there. And if you stick to it, you will get your end goal. And what I find is if clients are to veer off it, that's when they become unstuck and that's when the end result isn't what they wanted. So to manage expectations from the beginning, you plan what you want and you keep with that goal. Where, For example, if you and your wife go to the kitchen company, the best thing to do is to go with your hero shot and just ultimately, this is what my wife and I want. This is what we want. So you go to the kitchen company that will deliver that design for you Go for it. And how do you find with, uh, because kitchens are so emotive, aren't they? Very. Um, Your customer goes off to a kitchen company. Do you find mostly the kitchen companies get the design right for your customers? Or do you find that quite often you have to have a look and say, well, actually, are you quite sure that's how you want to live? Or do you find the good, the bad and the ugly? How how does that pan out? Because I I go and I'm looking and talking to different people on the design of kitchen. Crikey, this is a challenge, a challenge for you challenge for us yeah and and how do you find it out there in the market so we do all the kitchens we generally make the kitchens for our clients yes so generally they it's kind of an in-house thing okay um in some instances i will go that the client that i've met i've met in my opinion too late yeah because that's that is the theme it's all a fait accompli and it's a fait accompli. So they will come and say, we really want some interior design help. We've already chosen our kitchen. Yes. It's with blah. Fortunately, most of the time, touch wood, most of the time, I do agree with the company they've gone with. And then I help them spec the kitchen. Get it right. And get it right. Okay. And then we'll play with the design. So I'll say to the client, give me your kitchen design. Let's have a look at it together. And then we'll tweak it together but the ideal scenario is that as we said I'm there from the very beginning um, because then ultimately there's no compromises we will just make whatever kitchen they want okay good good yeah. great stuff and other rooms of the house and, and, and I think sort of other uh, so we've got the kitchen what yeah. would be the next principal focal point would you think oh well, we've gone kitchen larder boot room haven't we uh, yeah. I think boot rooms have become a great thing haven't they and I love boot rooms I, I love a boot room yeah you just get that walk in where the well is going to hang all the coats going to hang and so forth yeah. very popular and I've seen I did notice when I came to visit you the other day and you were at that lovely home and I, I noticed the dog flap I thought of course. I, I, I haven't seen a dog flap before, but that was a great idea. I sort of a dog can come into the boot room, basket was there, like that, and that's that's a great idea. Well, again, you know, and and everything is so individual, isn't it, Tim? You know, everything is personal. A home is so intensely personal. You yes. know, the journey that we go on with our clients is immensely personal. You know, for example, if 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 a dog has a certain if a if dog is a certain size through to you know how their how their um, lifestyle is. 
they might need a dog flap. Um, yeah. Whereas a larger dog, uh, you know, would need specifically a an area designed for them to perhaps sleep or, you know, have their shower after the yes the walk. dog washing area we There's have a lot been of those. dog washing area within the boot room area over the last few years which is quite interesting we do a lot of those and i love those i mean one client in particular i've got at the moment is actually hosting um dog breeding so I, there's a word for it and i can't okay, remember the right, name yes. but she actually uh, because um it's it's for the blind i think it's dogs uh, for the blind oh right yes and so they want to design their their boot room such that they can host the the dog having puppies okay and so we're actually creating this whole shower room for the for the dogs and this i mean it's it's great stuff the, the design, the desires that a client has are limitless. Yes. And the, I was going back to like things that you're, you were talking about, the kitchen. Yeah. And then from the oak framing point of view, I found that uh, the one always with people, I say that the best looking part of any oak frame are the roofs, the, the, because the roof trusses, trusses look so beautiful. Yeah. And for that, I always think what works, what I quite like, and I find a lot of the customers seem to like as well, is where you, you have the kitchen where it flows out into a single story um, section running out almost from the kitchen to family room. So you've got the trusses rising up, got that nice vaulted space. Mm. And, and again, when I was with you the other day, that, 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 that space was there. It works so well for the family running out from the kitchen into a sitting area. And you can see almost that section of the house gets used virtually 90% of the times where everybody lives, the whole family together, and that works very, very well. I and totally agree. And I, I almost <laughs> I almost feel like the sitting room has become a little bit obsolete. It, you know, it is becoming that sort of classic Christmas Day room. Yeah, almost which, like the diet. Everybody used to have a diet. I mean, really, dining rooms. It, yeah. it, it's almost that big, I call it the barn room running out where you've got the kitchen, nice table, all the family can get together. You may have the occasional dinner party in a dining room, but wow, how often do we do that? And I don't know about you, Tim, but if, I, if I'm invited to somebody's home, the best part of the evening is standing around the island with a glass of champagne at the beginning. Yeah. And I'm only hoping that we're going to sit right there, not go into another room that I've not even been into yet. No. You know, because we're already warmed up in that room. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right to go from the kitchen space into then a beautiful vaulted area where the ceiling height changes. And the other thing that I think is key about this, which brings me on to a very important point in these buildings, is you've got the most incredible opportunity with these vaulted areas for lighting i do you know i was thinking about just moving on to the lighting i i have find that so difficult personally to advise people yeah but a good you know a, somebody with a great idea for lighting and i go into some of our homes and i'm blown away how amazing they and it is the lighting the way it lights the frame up lights the rooms up i think nothing there is no there is no way you can use lighting as dramatically in a building as you can with an oak frame building because to 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 uplight each vertical strut the what do you call this the, the trusses the, tr the, 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 the trusses truss. yes the um, and the architectural lighting is separate to the decorative lighting and i think the architectural lighting has to support the decorative lighting. And that surely is another aspect where people can go wrong. It is. And again, it's something you need to think about early. Yeah. Because if you're going to bring wiring in, yeah. wiring across beams to uplighters or whatever, you need to think about that, where the access of the wiring is going to go. Yeah. Um, so that would be bringing a lighting designer, interior designer in yeah. early to make sure you're thinking about it, that we can, we can do this early on, get all the access points sorted, whereas later it does become a little bit more challenging. A hundred percent. I mean, you, you can literally dress an entire home with lighting yeah. you know and back to what we were saying about the ff and e so the, the furnishings fixtures and, and electrical basically everything if you turned the house upside down everything that would fall out we call the ff and e um and that's one aspect but the lighting that's the fixed bits it's key um and again early on we would bring a lighting design team that we work with constantly i only I've only ever worked with one lighting design team, actually, yeah. but they're, they're amazing. And we bring each other in on all our projects, okay. both here and abroad. And they are amazing. They're called Lighting by Plum. They're absolutely superb. So they did that project that I think you Lovely. saw with me. Oh, it did look at it. 
I walked in, I was blown away. It was a lovely home. And do you know, what I found interesting, and whether this is down, I would like to say it's down to the oak frame design, but I think possibly it's down to the interior design that went with the oak frame. (laughs) I walked in and it felt like home. I thought I could live here. And because sometimes you walk in, you think, yeah, it looks lovely. It's great. Yeah, it's nice. But when I walked it, it had that warm, homely feel. I thought, oh, I could just settle down. And that, that's what here. we all want, don't we? You know, I think gone are the days of grandeur and, and actually generally speaking, give or take, anyone that wants that sort of grandeur formality probably is, I'm not the designer for them. No. I'm all about making a home. It's very emotive, isn't it? Yes. When you walk into a home and it immediately hugs you. And I think lighting is key. I think all the different textures, the natural textures and materials is key. And it's all the elements, I think, that you're not necessarily aware that that, that those elements are doing it to you, but it just does it to all you. All working, yes. Yeah. And it's interesting because when you mention about the grandeur, I, I love the Country Life magazine. So oh, I get the Country Life too. when it arrives. I love the have, look of it on a table. Yes. To start well, with. You, I open it, I go, yes, no, no, yep. yes, no, yes. And when I'm, I'm all the ones I'm picking, the house I'm picking, you tend to find, that, again, they have that country feel, that sort of perhaps arts and crafts feel to them. And, uh, and, and then the, lot, the grander houses, they, I, I, I never find I'm ever picking those really. I admire them for what they are, yeah. but it's not for me. It's more that country feel, and you find that the, it can be brickwork, stonework, lovely roofs, but a, a more organic feel somehow to the houses and that tend to be the ones that draw. And I think that's probably because that links into more often than not, if they're historic houses, they will have some element of oak framing, maybe not exposed externally, but potentially internally. And then you go into the rooms, and I think the rooms just look a little bit more homely, and you feel like, yeah, I think my family could live there. Colour. Yes. What are the colours? What are, uh, Ali, what are uh, you, as of today, are there any colours you've noticed that we mentioned earlier that black is being used more, mm. but other colours is the things that were being used that perhaps aren't being used so much now, or how have you, how do you find? And I know that you um, do quite a bit of design out in the Alps, which I imagine is a lot like, although very beautiful in those mounting, mounting scenery, similar to the, it's a countryside feel really. Is there other things there that are different that you use out there to what you'd use in a sort of a rural setting here at home in the UK? Yes, very much so. I think that the, 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 the big difference is that obviously out there they clad all the walls in timber, you know. In, internally. Internally, yes. sorry, yes. So they'd use boards for that, would they? Boarding the walls. Yeah. See, that, that does look lovely. It's and beautiful. It, it does look absolutely gorgeous, yes. But you have to be so careful because, again, back to what I was saying earlier, it's wood on wood on wood. Wood, wood, wood. You know, Everything sometimes wood. it's too much wood and too many different colours of wood and the orangey pine and, the, yeah. you know, and uh, so I'm being educated by the guys out there very much, actually, mm. on what woods the are. Orangey pop- pine. I think that's a no-no, I would it's say. It's just a no-no. <laughs> it's a no-no. Um, but actually, it's a, such a good point with, with colour because paint and colour and the interior is such a key element of the interior fit-out. And as you rightly said earlier, when you walk into a home, how the feel, because paint can hug you or push your way yes. in, this, in, this, in the same way okay. and in fact we have a really amazing colour consultant that works um, in my business now she was in Farrable for 10 years yes. and she's now with me and she's absolutely incredible and on the recent project we did she did the whole paint sh- schedule for the entire house which was an immense undertaking but again without you realising it it's the the colors that are working with the oak frame that are, that are key and it and is a skill and whether you use as you have in your show home a timber skirt yeah. or you use paint color as a contrast color as the skirt now do you know it's funny i look here when i walk around so say 15 years ago we we've got oak skirting oak yeah. archetype oak doors i look like mm. I wouldn't do that now. Yeah. Again, yeah. it could be too much timber. I, agree. I would go for it. You know, if I was if I was building now, I would put a painted skirting, painted archetype, maybe have the door as oak, because I think it then shows the door off more by having the more of a paint, you've got some more colour. And again, I think that then enhances the oak frame. So you have less yeah. oak frame, but it can enhance it more by not having the oak skirting. You know, 
we will go sometimes you'll find people have oak oak floorboards so we're going to get oak skirting oak archetype oak doors oak frame you think oh dear you really need to i say you need to think because you can have oak overload and quite often we're advising people don't go for so much oak framing People think, oh, well, I'd like, you know, we must, you know, we'll have this oak, a full oak frame. So actually, if you have less oak framing, yeah. you can get more impact. Yeah. Because otherwise, you just get oak overload. It's that sort of less is more concept, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, it's it's a little bit like, uh, it, you know, if, if you're wearing too much gold and you're wearing gold there and gold there and gold, you know, it, it's too much, whereas actually less is more. And I think it's it's it can be very classy, I think, to have the oak frame singing the main song being being the main event and actually to, the clever design is how everything works with it to make sure that sings yes the, the loudest um because otherwise yeah it's just ott and regarding kitchens you know people say well i'm gonna have a lovely oak kitchen you say, well, i would have a painted kitchen Absolutely. because if you have an oak kitchen and you've got oak floor <laughs> an oak frame yeah. everything just becomes brown yeah and if you have a painted kitchen and and i think now that painted kitchens are very very popular still yeah um, whereas years ago it was oak kitchen well pine kitchens then oak kitchens yeah. and now and i think paint i love painted kitchens but, i do uh, i do i mean we've done we've done a lot we we did a very contemporary project actually quite recently which i know wasn't an oak frame per se yeah. it was quite it was a an art in fact i think the architects are up for an award for it Lovely. um but we put in a cross sawn um black timber kitchen island which in fact is incredible and black is a very nice color against oak yes you know it really m ensures that the wood textures are very clear against a sort of a black backdrop if that makes sense yes. um and so even if it's a painted kitchen it still could be the oak grain or the wood grain can still come through but not in the oak color yeah you know i think that's the point is just mixing the natural oak color with another piece of timber that's perhaps painted yeah and then as we spoke about kitchens Master bedrooms, en suites. Definitely the next one up. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the master would be the next one up and the master bathroom. And of course, the walk in wardrobe, which is now massive. Yes. As opposed to joinery as such for wardrobes, it would more be, you know, the joinery would be within a walk in wardrobe. So you walk in and it's just almost free hanging, I would imagine, and would draw. A little bit of both. So yes. some people love free hanging. Again, goes back to if you're messy or not. Yeah. So I'll say to the client, are you messy? Or do you want it to look show home? And some will say, no, no, I love that regimented. I want to see all the hangers. I don't want to open a door. I want to see all my clothes. Um, others go, give me a door. Um, is a mess behind it. Monica's Monica's closet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's friends, you know, friends. The, oh, right, yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. Um, so I think, again, it's personal to the client, but certainly as far as um, structurally and architecturally and space planning, a master bedroom, a separate walk-in wardrobe, and obviously the um, ensuite bathroom. Yes. And his and hers bathrooms. Yes. You know, they they are, they're getting big. Well, they've been big for a long time. But in if you've got the space, two bathrooms. Yes. One for him, one for her. It works. I was in our, in our old house. My bathroom used to be downstairs. My wife was upstairs. So. There you go. There you go. I must say. And it did work. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yes. So. <laughs> entrance. Entrance and staircase. How does that, what, what is, is there anything happening there? Well, Ali, again, yeah, again, I mean, you're absolutely right. With an oak frame uh, building, you've, you've got this wonderful opportunity, haven't you, to have a sort of galleried area as you come in. I know on the projects I worked in, the, the yes. architect created this gorgeous galleried um, entrance hall which is undoubtedly the most incredible first impression and what i did particularly like there was the the staircase the way the staircase just gently rose up and it was the some metal spindles yes uh, oak treads yes metal spindles painted risers yes and then the oak handrail running around yeah um Again, it almost goes back to that black and crittle, doesn't it? A little yes. bit. It's sort of it's giving that thread of that link through of one one element to another. It looked wonderful. Not all timber on timber on timber. No, it's you know the 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 elegant timber tread, but mixed with the metal yeah. um, spindles and then just the oak 
um, handrail. handrail. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's key. And then to soften it, you know, to soften it with something like a runner. Um, so you don't have to hide the oak and give no. a full width carpet, but just um, a, and a runner, runner with, the, with, the, with the rods. With the tape. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the rods. The rods oh, stair rods. Stair rods. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? It's, it's going almost back to what was being used hundreds of years ago. Absolutely. Yet when you see it now, you think, oh, that looks wonderful. Yeah, and and, and I'm sure there was a, there was an era where stair rods were were, were obliterated, but yeah. whereas now I love a stair rod. Yes, great. <laughs> and, and and again, bringing back those natural materials as well, something yeah. like jute or sisal um, is is a beautiful contrast to natural material going along with the organic feel of the oak frame. Absolutely, absolutely, great. and and lighting again. Lighting yeah. the steps, lighting the treads, yes, um, or putting a light, uh, a niche light in the stringer, and then you do have the up. vault in the entrance hallway to for a nice feature light or whatever it is yeah. you to go. Big decorative pendant, you know, feature pendant, abs yes. absolutely. En suite, the, en -suite. the master en suite again. You can really go for it with lighting because again, if you've got an, a bathroom that's vaulted, you have this wonderful opportunity to put a big pendant over the bath. Yes. Or to, de or to architecturally light the ceiling to enhance the height. Um, you can play with colours. You can um, actually clad the walls. And tiles? How are tiles? What, is the, what, what are the favourite tiles at the moment or, 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 or um, floors and so forth for, for the, the interiors at the moment? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big herringbone fan. Yes. So I, would lo I love the, the, the beauti beautiful porcelain herringbone floors um i also love the big format um tiles in the bathrooms especially if you've got a, a high ceiling yes so that you haven't got you know too much too much it's just you know large slabs big. on the wall which are, are really beautiful and again you know that the tiles working with the hardware so you know if you if you choose chrome or you choose brass or you choose a matte off black matte you know off black Hardware is really dramatic and, and aesthetically pleasing as well now. Just to, just to almost round up, what would you say your three points would be? What are the three points for anybody to think about on interior design? Oh, that's a big question. Do you mean in, in terms well, of engaging one? Yes, when you're thinking of going ahead, what should you be thinking about? What are the three principal points to be thinking about your know, interior design for, for, your, for your new home? Yeah, okay, so end goal. What's your what's your hero shot? So number one, end goal. Hero what do you want to achieve? Hero shot. Yes. Um, budget. Number two, budget. Or should number one be budget? <laughs> well, I think hero shot is number one. Yes. What do you want to achieve? And then what's your budget? How are we going to get there? Yes. On what budget are we going to get there? So on what level of spec? Absolutely. Ah, yes, I see. I understand. Yeah. And then the third thing would be planning. You know, you've just got to plan the whole lot. Lovely. Well, Ali, that's been absolutely wonderful. I've really enjoyed the, the discussion. And, Me and too. I, I hope it's given uh, everybody lots of ideas for how to work out the, the, the interior design of your home. So there we are, Oakwrights in the Frame, episode 14, regarding interior design. I hope you've enjoyed this programme, so subscribe, press like, and if you have any further ideas, please let us know and we'll try and answer all of your questions in future podcasts.